And you tell us about uh, gay uh, those, romance westerns. Motherfucking chirping birds outside yeah, our window. Yeah, You know, time. Clyde's actually gonna propose that we record this podcast outside because it is so beautiful out right now. It is like seventy degrees, but it is sun shining. But basement. <laughs> Two of my coworkers invited me to a picnic, and Tonight? when I told them, yeah, when I told them, to be fair, they invited me ten minutes before I was gonna leave work. <laughs> And then I told, I told them I was going to go to a, a dark friend's basement. house and record a podcast. We got to talk about Doctor basement. Who in a basement. Oh my god, they just, they, they tried very hard to talk me out of it. They tried to talk, you. they were like, well, you could just bring him. You can record the podcast there. We can read a lesbian short story. Did you tell like, them no, no, Bill no, Mudd would explode in sunlight? I did tell them, I told them, he's an, he's an indoor child. <laughs> I Bill doesn't work on picnics. Our original title was Indoor Kids. So Bill like, can't sit down without falling over. <laughs> Oh uh, man, I'm still so bummed we 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 couldn't get the indoor kids title for this podcast. Yeah, because it was oh, well. so perfect. It was so and good. And, Bill, Bill. Started, and they'd only started like three months before we did. Yeah. That's what kills me. If we, I just it cracks me up that we literally didn't Google before we did recorded we our first episode. Record the first. We recorded our first episode calling kids. it indoor kids, and then we Googled it. Oh, that's after right, because it was afterwards because we were like registering the URL or whatever. Yeah, and I actually like, did register indoorkidspodcast.com. I was like, oh, all right, that's ten bucks all the way. That's fine. <laughs> Na, na, na. Uh, welcome to the Boy Howdy Podcast. Yeah, believe it or not, this is the, the far Boy Howdy superior Podcast. Bar- Boy Howdy Podcast. A title which totally evokes who we are and what we talk about. Jesus Christ. I like, we only call it the Boy Howdy Podcast. This is the secret origins of the Boy Howdy Podcast. It's only called the Boy Howdy Podcast because that's the name of Annie's site. And she wanted to host the podcast and not me. And so... Well, we could have gotten a different domain name. We I genuinely couldn't come up... I'm the one no, who no, voted for we, Boy Howdy! We genuinely could not come up with a better we name We spent a whole Howdy. weekend trying to come up with all three yeah. names, and I was like, "Why you, you, your host, your website is boyhowdy.org. Why not just make it the Boy Howdy Podcast? Yeah. The end. Dot, dot, dot. Anyway, Otherwise, Bill, it would have been the BillMudrin.com podcast, <laughs> the GreenCrow.com podcast... Or we just register another fucking domain like I did with boyhowdypodcast.com. That's true. Titles are hard, bro. I know! Titles Especially when... Hard. Everyone's already taken up the fat, pale geeks in the basement. <laughs> you know, Idle I did Thumbs. Pitch, Idle I Thumbs is a great title for a podcast. One. I did pitch Tales from the Basement, which is a terrible title. Yeah. Uh, that's I, tried, like, I riffed a lot on basement stuff, and it was just bad. Well, it's hard to make it to do base. It's hard to riff on basement stuff without making you sound like a serial killer or just <laughs> yeah. the world's la- laziest nerd humor. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. At least Boy Howdy uh, is... And at least it's positive. Phrase. Yeah. Even though this podcast is tremendously We're negative. Both from the South, so Such it's kind of like, hey, podcast. how you doing? As, we, I, as a, a friend of mine gave me a, dr- a drive to uh, record tonight, and I was talking to her about the podcast, and I was trying to like, I'm like, well, <laughs> we talk about nerd stuff, and usually we're really critical and terrible, and... No one should listen to us. Annie is of two thoughts about the podcast. <laughs> on, one th- on one hand, 95% of her agrees with the fact that the podcast is not very good. <laughs> the other 5% will send me an email every week saying, Bill, I appreciate the hard work you do on the podcast. <laughs> Those are unrelated things. But though. I know what I say. You're torn. That is not the quality. That does not speak to the quality of no, the podcast. No, that's what I'm You're like, our podcast is terrible, Bill. You do so much hard work on it. <laughs> Which is funny because I do not do that much. Because you know I don't edit true. the podcast. Oh, I'll just drop music into it, that. and then I write oh. the show notes, and that's it. Dear God, I pick the news that we report every week, and it's that's true. pretty much it. But yeah, <sighs> welcome anyway. to this week's podcast. Hey everybody, it's the Boy Howdy Podcast. I'm Annie. That's Bill. This, this is Bill. The do podcast. you want another drink? You're already out of your beer. It's okay. Yeah, I'm it's, done. We, you know, I can get a cold coke from the other room. It's fine, but thank you. Oh, it's caffeine. No caffeine after this. Annie still got insomnia. I will. I have such terrible insomnia. Have you no been good. outside? Your arms look tanner. 
I this are I'm gonna get a farmer's tan. Yeah, what are you doing? Because in my office, this, you got more freckles on that one. This a is bit. by a window. Oh, is that what it so is? So I'm gonna totally get not a farmer's tan. The I'm gonna office, get a, office um, trucker's a truck. Tan. Yeah, a trucker's tan. Yeah, it's gonna be. I gotta. I gotta either keep that sleeve rolled down at all times. I'm gonna have to get some 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 sunscreen. And you gotta get a tattoo. I'm gonna get. Oh man, I can't do get it. A tattoo. Can't do it. I'm too much of a pussy. But what if you got a tattoo on your shoulder? I talked about this extensively on my other superior podcast, The Lady Like Book Club, in an episode titled "Wussy Babies." <laughs> too much of a wussy baby to get a tattoo. No, I don't know. I think my wife and I actually. We're talking about this because my wife just got a really badass tattoo. Um, was it? Was it? Chick- I know it was by uh, Becky. The artwork that she chose for her tattoo yeah. was by Becky Clunan. Becky Clunan has done a the number artist on Conan right now. Uh, well, she did a, an awesome run on Conan. Oh, she's no kind longer of, on it. She just did one story. Oh, okay. It's really good. Um, Queen of Black Seas. I want to say something like that. Anyway, mm-hmm. it's really, really good. Highly recommend it. But she does a lot of um, every year. She does a self-published mini, okay. and so uh, she did one called The Mire. Which was really really good, and she did an uh, illustration for the interior cover for uh, of one of the characters in the book. And my wife got it tattooed on her leg. Well, it's a lady it like in robes bitching. and shit like that. She's got like yeah, yeah. and she's got like a fucking. It's a great knife. illustration. It's a great illustration. It looks so rad in my wife's leg. It's like right next so to her, her hell. Like it's right next to Foley's Hellboy tattoo. Yeah, the pancakes. Yeah. Well, my wife's legs are all comic book tattoos. I'm trying to get her to get a Yatsuba. That's when I'll know that she will be mine forever. I will have marked her. I will have branded right her above her Yatsuba. crotch. Just right pulling out of, her, out of her belly button. But, uh, n- no, I don't know. My wife my wife is more likely to get my tattoo than I will get, ever get my tattoo. I'm a pussy. Well, at this point, I have never Can't done... You? I've not even pierced my the ears, next time dude. She goes to... Uh, which renders the illustrations I've done on our website of Annie having uh, pierced ears even that much more <laughs> ridiculous. Um... Next time you, if Foley goes to get a tattoo, what do you got to do? You, you got to slip the tattoo artist like 50 cents and say, just zap me once. I just want to see what this feels like. Well, just give me one needles, little dot. Dude. That's what I'm saying. Just to see what one little zap feels like. Ugh. And if you can think, well, I can put up with that for three hours. Well, my wife explains it. She, she'll just go and she'll just scratch. She'll just use her nails and scratch against your skin. Yeah. And she goes, imagine that for four hours. And then a sunburn afterwards. She's like, that's, that's what a tattoo the worst, is. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know, dude. I don't know. I've never... Especially the tattoo you've been thinking about are two, two riders on horseback, yeah. which would be a very tiny tattoo. It wouldn't no. be very big. For what I would want it to be, it'd have to be big to get the How detail. Big? Like like a like a hat silver dollar? Probably about, no, it'd probably have to be like three inches oh, in diameter. Really? Yeah. And then, and where would like, you get that at? See, then? that's the thing. It's like, where do you get it? And I'm like, well... well you get it on your back or something. Eh, but then I can't see it. Would you do it like on your arm? Like your, your I don't know. But then I like if I wear dresses, if I wear dresses with short sleeves, then it's like, I got a tattoo. I don't know. I'm never going to get a tattoo. I'm going to think about it forever and I'm never gonna do it but um bum. you do right underneath your chin and right on my forehead down. that's it well, just right there boom yeah. done no in the back done, of your no well not in the back of your head you can't see it but then you could shave it then you could expose whatever there we go. you want there we go yeah boom problem solved thanks well, bill thanks i'm trying to help you out here this is the podcast for the week of i have honestly April. never considered what kind of tattoo i would get because i don't have a tattoo i'm sure as hell not pierced at all what the hell would i get you know what all, all the all, all the art director geeks that mm-hmm. I've ever known, they've always joked about how their their default idea for a cool tattoo would always be uh, the CMYK color registration stuff you see on yeah. printed packaging. Like oh, it's yeah. always like you know a bunch of colored squares. Yeah, which that's actually kind of a cute idea. Yeah, but this is the podcast for April twenty fifth. We're recording on a Wednesday. <sighs> Yesterday was Shakespeare's birthday. I forgot about it. Oh, Bill, you know how much I love to celebrate. You're Shakespeare's all about birthday. Willie Shakes, bro. Uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> You're you're more about Willie Shakes than many other. Uh... The only thing that bummed me out is about that because there's this guy I follow on Twitter. His name is Ben Crystal. He has a CD 
That oh, yeah. is the original we'll pronunciation. Yeah, we've yeah. talked about this on the podcast before. But yeah, Ben Crystal and his dad, they're both um, historians about the original pronunciation of Shakespeare. Because Shakespeare, how it was originally pronounced back in the day, sounded like crazy talk. It sounded kind of like a, a, a like it was from the Deep South almost. Yeah! It was just it's kind like, of fascinating. And and they, they've written books about it and stuff, but Ben Crystal and uh, uh, a bunch of Shakespeare actors from England a couple of years ago, they actually recorded like a CD's worth of just random passages of Shakespeare. But yeah, in the original... Yeah, the original dialect is like, hello, do patar 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 It sounds like Forrest Gump cool. doing... Yeah. Because it's both a little, little, little autistic and a little southern, and that's that's what you get with Shakespeare. Language but. is pretty rad, dude. Yeah. But anyway, so, so... let's get the important things out of the way. This coming weekend is the Stumptown Comics Books Fest, where you can actually meet Mr. Bill Mudrin. And maybe Annie Maloney, if she's not going out to the Astoria <laughs> Coast that I day. I need to go out in the sunshine. Bill and I were talking about this before the podcast. I really want to go to Stumptown. In fact, I encouraged my wife to get the Becky Cloonan tattoo when she did, so it would be more or less oh, healed yeah. when Becky Cloonan was going to be at Stumptown this weekend. Did you see it? It may rain a little bit this this weekend yeah so i'm just saying it'll still be beautiful because it'll be nice and warm and i rain. may swing by on sunday but yeah saturday i think i, I need yeah, to go air out off. my brain i don't I know to go there's and... no major guest this year that i'm really super jazzed about i'm jazzed it about has, becky cloonan it has one it's becky cloonan there's um i want to see Faith one Aaron of the hits. guys who randomly worked on six gun oh i think it's the it's not the artist bill croucher yeah he's what is he like is he colors? the colorist because i know he was he only brought in like on the third fucking book. phenomenal work um i would go but shake he's not his like hand. one of the creators of the books but he does something like the color this is work bill in, trying to talk you out of going to Stumptown to see this guy. color work in goddamn six um, gun is fucking do you have you read unimpeachable. rice boy you know i want people go off about fucking rice boy everybody's all Evan about dom the guy who makes yeah, a rice dom, boy is gonna be there he's a really solid guy. dude i want to get the book Rice Boy is something I'll that I've tried it. to read. You can borrow one once I'm done with it. Rice Boy is something I want to read as a book. Every time I've tried to get into it, I'm yeah, like, Dylan's always I don't like, get into, I don't, I don't read web comics anymore. <laughs> I feel bad. I'm just going to go there. I'm, my booth is going to have a coupon 10% off for all home, home stuff. <laughs> no, in all honesty, the, what has killed my web comics consumption is that pretty much all of my internet having interactions... Having a job and being an adult? Well, that. No, no, it's not that at all. It's almost all of my um, internet consumption nowadays is through my iPod Touch. Yeah. And that's not really Which is not to. the least conducive way I, to read I wonder comics. if that's kind of like help, helps kill kind of web comics in general. Well, the, the iPad the is so mobilization of the internet. I don't know. I don't... You can't argue that web comics are dead. They're, they do not seem to be as prominent as they were like five years ago. I think they're just decentralized is what it is. I think because I don't read as many as they... I, as I <laughs> therefore, you're, you're, they therefore, must be dying. I think the difference is is that when you and I were in comics, it was a, a, more into web comics. It was a lot about collectives and communes. We're also now surrounded it's way, by a lot of web cartoons yeah. now, too. And yeah. it's now it's more like a, everyone is an island. And also, it's like distribution is more decentralized. Like, you'll have successful web comics that don't have a website. They'll just have a Tumblr. Yeah. Exactly. Or, yeah. you know. Well, also, now, since most uh, web cartoons don't have healthcare and they've mostly died from various diseases, <laughs> it was that's going to cut down the herd, too. Yeah. The ink plague swept. That's them. why I got a web cartoon. Yeah. No. Anyway. Yeah, no. so it's. I, Stumptown Comics Fest this weekend. Bill is right there at the front door. He did the poster for this year's Stumptown. They put Comics me Festival. there. Just, yeah. <laughs> Here, Bill, shut up. Stop complaining. <laughs> Put you right by the front door. Sell some he's, of your bullshit. He's gonna have so much copyright infringing material. It's not even. Funny. I did ask them to take the name copyright infringement island. <laughs> 
off of my booth this year just because technically with me being convention staff because i designed the poster for the yeah. stumptown comics fest i didn't think they would appreciate if their their poster artist has yes. a booth called copyright infringement artist. Yeah, that's very so. sweet of you bill yeah but yeah, I'm, go, I'm that accommodating. If you're a Portlander, really, Stumptown is a really pleasant convention. There's usually really solid people there. Um, Ladylike podcast contributor Conley Smith will have a table yeah. there as well. Do you want a podcast from the show floor? <laughs> no. Come to my booth. <laughs> the idea of doing two boy howdies in a week too is too much. Annie, Annie is already crying no. inside. It can already see I'm it done, down. I'm done with this bullshit. Oh, so, Bill. Well, originally, we were going to have boy howdy flyers, and we never got around oh, to doing that. Oh, I did forget about doing that. Whoops. Yeah. Oh, well. Anyway. I'm not even going to have business cards. It shows you how on top of my game oh, I am. Oh, Bill. Well, the other thing, too, is I'm not going to actually have that much. I'm going to have a couple big video game maps, which is all I can have because it's all... Uh, they're you know, so big. Yeah, they're yeah. so big, they're going to take up most of the table space. And so I'm trying to figure out how else I can decorate my, my booth. And I'm thinking, well, I'm going to be right right behind where the, the Things from Another World booth is, which is mm-hmm. a huge... It's yeah. Dark Horse's merchandise booth. Yeah. And so I'm going to have a big wall right behind me, and I've got some butcher paper and some markers... Should I just write free farts? <laughs> just in the back? So just guys, the back wall of my booth? So go to town, look for the big free fart side, and there you will find Bill Can Mudgeon. Can they kick me out? Because they're gifting me a free table for doing the poster. Can they kick me out if I write free farts in like three foot tall They'll letters? probably just come and politely ask you to take down the free fart sign. But if Erica Moment's selling sex comics, can I just write a sign? I'm not, it's not false advertising. I'm not charging for my farts. Bill, I just wish I had a little placard right now that just was the does not equal sign. <laughs> and just hold it up right there. Come on, man. So yes, go to Stumptown. Please go give Bill some money. Yeah, and, uh, all my stuff is expensive. Better bring a credit card. That's right. Will you be accepting a credit card? I think so. <laughs> Joshin's gonna lend me his uh, his iPhone so I can do the the square oh, stuff. The square thing. Oh, which I need to figure out how that works. Yeah, you kind of need to set up an account. So no, I have an account set up, but I need to oh, like okay. look up YouTube because you know I've never actually done a transaction yet, so I don't want my oh. first time doing it to be with someone else's credit card. Me going. Yeah. I, I guess you paid for it here, sir. <laughs> I guess I don't know where I, where I put the dot in the forty five dollars. Mobile. So yeah. anyway, so that'll be yeah Saturday and Sunday here in Portland. Oregon. Yeah, it's it's always a good time. There's it's not like there's gonna be some swell panels. Friend of the podcast, uh, Dylan McConus has her own panel. This is the interviewed first time by she's Di- gonna be a guest. Yeah, and she's gonna be interviewed by friend of the podcast, Mike Russell. Yeah. Those are two of my favorite people in the world talking, and they're some of my favorite talkers Which in the world. Which bums me out because Mike Russell's like he's sitting at the table next to me, so if I I go to this panel he can't cover for me and this is also gonna be like the first panel of the day on saturday it's like too. one of the first things on saturday another panel that i was super interested in is that uh douglas wolk who's a, a local writer and oh, really yeah, smart so guy he's gonna have a panel on Dr- judge dread is brenna gonna be on it <laughs> brenna should be down in the judge dread mask i can only hope that front of the podcast brenna's an will she, be there she should be moderating the questions she should be there with the mic like like on doug's behalf douglas yeah, I douglas say. has done a, a call a him great doug blog. he loves it He's in a great blog over the last like like year or two, yeah. Where he goes through all of Judge Dredd and talks about it. So he's been. This is awesome that he has this. He's going to be doing this panel. But yeah, Stone Tales a lot of fun. There's a, always really fun people there. Highly recommend going, even if Annie doesn't maybe. <laughs> it's only because it's going to be nice out, and I'm going to go outside and not to the Oregon Convention Center. That's wait, the only wait, reason what's why. What's the story again? Oh, my wife and I, we're going to go down to Astoria to run some errands. See and also, because Astoria is our favorite place in Oregon. Oh, did you see Fulbright guy was up there? Yeah. Oh, that's why you're going up there. You're well, trying to be cool. Like there you're... was a moment of jealousy, yes. But beyond that, Astoria is generally one of my favorite places to go in Oregon. I'm thinking that... Well, what's it? It's nice up there. See, I only know I it through know. the lens of the Goonies. Astoria? Have you never been to Astoria? I've been to Astoria. I fell out of my chair at a restaurant Oh, that's there. right. 
I don't know. There's something about so all coastal sounds or should be all coastal towns are fundamentally sad because they're all dying. A story. Well, that, a story is actually a city. It's not just like well, so that's the thing. Tourist. A story is an actual city. Yeah, and they've it got is a jail. Along there, um, it's not a fly by night operation. I don't know, dude. There's something about a story. I love all the Victorians there. There's a lot of neat history there because it's been a town for a long fucking time. You gonna move? I there? think. I think if I ever have enough money to retire, yeah. I think I may retire to Astoria. There's something about Astoria. When the snow caps wife, melt, you'll be the first person to die. I'll be the first one to die. Actually, there's a nice little... They've got a hill. Like, Astoria isn't really <laughs> they've severe. They've got a bump. A water they've speed bump. They've got some really severe hills The sign that says, hey, water, go away. Water, go away. What? Don't dwell on this. And then, like, in Mass Effect, it'll mature to beachfront property. It'll be great. I'll never have enough money to retire. I'm going to work to my dying day. It's fine. But... How are you not a brand manager at Bioware? <laughs> Many, many reasons why. Anyway, so go see Bill. Go give Bill money. That's what I wanted to start with. This is important So news. Bill can take that money and then buy Annie a steak dinner someday. <laughs> I've been having a bad week mentally. Bill is being very nice to me. Yeah. Insomnia is kicking my ass. Like, well, you just terrible. got your drugs yesterday, right? Well, no, I've had sleeping pills. My, I went to the doctor on Friday and I got sleeping pills on Friday, but I was scared of taking them because I didn't. I had a lot of early meetings and I didn't want to sleep through them. Ironically, yesterday or to this morning, I had an early meeting, but I wanted to make sure I slept beforehand. Tonight? I'm gonna try. Okay, what time yeah, do you have to be at work tomorrow? I don't know, but anyway, take some, as soon as you get home tonight. Like, have a meal, take it's a not, pill. That's not how it works. Really? Well, the problem is, is that I have no trouble falling asleep. That's oh, the no, problem. Yeah, the problem is staying asleep. Yeah. And if I go to sleep early, it actually hinders my progress. I've learned this about myself. What time do you What time do you go to bed, then? Well, we've been going to bed around 10.30, and then I usually oh, that's actually wake cool. up at 12.55. The one night I was up until, like, 11.30, I actually slept through the night. So I think maybe... Yeah, so later anyway, is better. this is really not interesting. No, no, just curious. Well, this is the kind of conversation oh, we'll be having man. when we're recording it. So I'm this sorry, is an honest conversation. Insomnia is kicking my ass. It is affecting my mood. I'm not What'd doing you watch this week? When you what I watched this week. You, th- you think been, having insomnia means so you've watched so much television. I've been so stressed that I haven't been consuming a lot of media. Did you start I feel terrible. I have not started Fringe. What hey, TV nah. did I watch this week? I don't watch, I watched Jack all TV this week. I rewatched some Parks and Rec. I rewatched some Bob's Yeah, Bowers. I'm behind in Parks and Recreation. The only, uh, the only things I really watched this week was my wife and I watched some movies this week. Uh-huh. Um, we watched The Awakening. She saw it on Netflix. What was The Awakening? The Awakening came out maybe a year or two ago. It's like The Orphanage, but not. <laughs> it's really... Is this Nicole Kidman? No. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. That's Which not. That's the, the others is what you're thinking. Yeah, did you see that? That's one? the other one. That's the Awakening or the Orphanage. Yeah, that's what I was that. saying. Yeah. No, this was a BBC Films movie. It came out a couple of years ago. It's 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 pretty. It's actually pretty solid. It's a ghost story, and the ghosts turn out to be good. Spoilers. And uh, the uh, so it is like the orphanage in that uh-huh. way, and it's about a woman who goes to a school and finds ghosts and all that stuff. Um, uh, it has um, what's her name who played Umbridge. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, she plays the headmistress of the school. It is Dominic West as a teacher. Dominic West from The Wire? From The Wire. Not the black guy from The Wire. Super like hunky. Like we talked about last week. Super oh, really? Hunky think he's hunky? Well, I don't think... It's funny. I do not find him hunky as McNulty. Yeah, I was going to say, because McNulty's just a fuck-up. He's a human up. piece of trash. Yeah. <laughs> I love him. He's a human piece of trash. Aww. Super hunky Although, in wasn't he in The Wire? Oh, no, not in The Wire, but 300. But then he, he wasn't raped 300 somebody. Too. Yeah, he's not good that. Did he? In this particular movie, he is maximum hunky. Oh, so you then know he raped Cersei Lannister. Isn't that Cersei? Who's in 300? Uh, Who's the main feature? Shut up, Bill. Tell, let, let Annie tell her goddamn story. You know, I like him in The Awakening. It's because he's a. Uh, it's set po- shortly after World War One. Uh-huh. It's like pre. It's like 1927 or something. So he's like, there's a lot of like after effects of the war. Oh, okay. So he's he's he suffers from PTSD from World War One. He's not injured though. He's 
You, Actually, you know or what? is he? That would make a great horror story somebody after World War II who's actual or World War One who's seen the effects of like mustard gas. See, that's what I thought would be kind of interesting. It doesn't have to be the a movie, ghost story at that point, just as much I as psychological horror. I will say horror film. the way the movie oh, man. deals Imagine with a that. Silent Hill game or something oh, like man, that. That'd that's be like fucked up. Oh fuck. Um. It, the way the movie pulls in that aspect to his character, I actually did like those okay. movies. Are and this is on Netflix. Though. It's on you Netflix. Yeah. What was really most interesting about it was that my, my wife watched about 10 minutes of it mm-hmm. and she thought, Annie will probably like this. And so she stopped and we watched the rest of it together at a later point. Um, the, I appreciate of, Foley's ability to say, you know what? My wife will like this. Full break. We stop. Know Wait till Annie You know what home. it is? Is that I hate it when she watches things without me and I've given her so much shit that she's learned. <laughs> oh, okay, so it's not God out of kindness. Her. It's out of she'll, self-preservation. Well, sort of. Like, she'll do it, like, sometimes. Like, she watched, also watched a documentary that she wanted me to watch. Yeah. But, yeah, with, with like, fictional stuff, I'm like, don't you fucking dare. <laughs> and uh, I'm glad because, well, Aww. so I'll take a step back. What I really liked most about The Awakening was the art direction because it really did feel like they, whoever was the director, just went to his, like, his set and his uh, his set crew and his costume crew and his cinematographer and just gave him a shit ton of Edward Gorey. Hmm? It looked like the composition of like the shots and everything, the costume design, the so color palette. So it's not palette. fake sets though, but it's just the way it's just everything. It's, the visuals it's are composed very, though. Yeah. Okay, but it doesn't look like a Tim Burton. No, movie, it doesn't oh, okay. literally look like Edward Gorey. But the tone it looks of like it, if yeah. you took Edward Gorey and made it real. It's not literally. Yeah. Very thorough in there. Yeah, which really serves like the plot and the mood, and it's it does a good job. The movie I enjoyed it. The it's it's. The twist when it happened. Oh, there's a twist. There's it's, always got to be a Shyamalan super twist. Shitty dumb. My wife didn't object to it as much as I did. I thought it was super shitty dumb. It required you to, to give it too much credit to pull it off. But other than that, I did like it. It oh, was okay. really, it was really good. Dominic West did a really good job, and so did what's her butt who played the protagonist. My wife called her, um, like an English Aubrey Plaza, <laughs> which isn't necessarily wrong. But uh, I liked it. And anyway, honestly, anytime you have a story that draws in the effects of World War One, I'm going to give it to some degree of past. Yeah. But I, I that was pretty Oh, it has Bran from Game of Thrones in it. Yeah. He plays the little boy at the school. Is he good? Oh, he does a really good job. Have you seen Game of Thrones? Did you watch it, like, recently? You know, I watched the first episode this season, and then I thought about how the season was going to end, and I was like, no, thank No, that's you. what you were saying last week. I don't yeah. know if you actually picked up I anymore. Not. I just finished the episode where Jamie loses his hands, like, right before you showed up. Spoilers, It's everybody. actually pretty graphic. I'll believe Like, they it. actually show, like, his hand gets, like, and he pulls his hand away, you get to see the, all the bones inside and everything like yeah. that. Oh, man. Um, Brian almost gets raped! That's so sad! She doesn't, though. It's all kind of fucked up, but, yeah. yeah but, yeah, no, Brian saw... from Game of Thrones, now he's, like... He's like he's almost adult size now. Yeah, he's like a person. But then also, you know, Jojen Reed, that character, he's one yeah. of the, he's the guy who shows up yeah. and teaches him about his dreams. Yeah. This is the weird thing about watching Game of Thrones now without having read forward into the books. Yeah, like this character just shows up, no explanation. He just he just shows up. He's like, hey, uh, I'm from that episode of Doctor Who where Doctor Who gets angry and kills the whole family of blood. Um, <laughs> I know magic. I know shit about your dreams, but I'm not going to tell you I'm going to be cryptic. He's to like a character fair, from Lost. To be fair, Bill, it kind of is what he is. That's what happens in the books? Oh, okay, because this is the first time watching the show. I'm like, who is this person and why is he here? Oh, Bill, it only gets worse. And like, and like, <laughs> Brands trusts him out of the blue. Like, oh, this yeah. character just shows up well, and he's like, oh, I saw the three-headed crow like you did. Or three-eyed crow, I guess. Really, Bran is just so desperate to have anybody who understands so. where he's coming from. Yeah. That he and then, then this dude's got a sister. Oh, did they keep the sister yeah, in? Yeah, the sister's okay. in there. Yeah, she's just kind of... She threatens uh, Tonks a little bit, but... It's Game of Thrones. Spoiler, What's his name is getting tortured. Nothing happens with those characters. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler. All I know. Yeah. So, uh, so, uh, uh, Mr. Greyjoy. What's his Don't, name? Don't. Are you gonna Player spoil Greyjoy? anything? 
No, he get tortured. He got oh. caught. He got caught by the Boltons. He's getting fucked up right now. Um, wait, with Theon? Theon Greyjoy. Oh man, yeah. Theon. He's he's Theon's. He's, he's having a hard time already. And believe it or not, it's not hasn't gotten bad yet. I know. I know oh, how. Man. I know how bad Theon things Greyjoy. Can... He he has just started oh, his journey of sadness. His... Those fucking books. Oy. Um. The, I will say this about Theon Greyjoy. Like I think George R. Martin did a really good job of taking a character who was like, "Fuck you, you shitty little piece of shit," it made and you then feel really goddamn bad. Feels so bad for him. I'm just praying <laughs> for the sweet release of death. Oh man! Book. And then you got, um, Book. you got, oh, and what's her name with the dragons? Yeah. She just bought herself Daenerys. a hot titty chick, black chick. She was trying to buy slaves that didn't work out, but then she's like, "I'll give you a dragon if you give me like that sexy lady over there." That's all that's happened on Game of Thrones this season. <laughs> oh, and Spoilers then, oh, and then you find out that what's her name, Mama Stark, one of the black fishes. You know, she's part of the Tullys, the, yeah. the Tully family. Yeah. One of the Tully family is a fuck up played by Caesar from Rome. No, not Caesar, Brutus, Brutus. from Rome. But then you got Caesar. Who's now yeah. Mance Raider? Yeah, which is funny because also Brutus shows up, uh, showed up on the Undo- submarine yeah, episode of Undo- Doctor Who. Who. Yeah, and she's like, there is really, there is really only four actors in the UK. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm impressed by how like yeah. how much these shows just keep on recycling the same yeah. goddamn people. They're good actors. It's fine. Yeah, and it's funny because like the the character who shows up, the the character actor, the the kid who plays Jojen Reed, this magic guy who's, mm-hmm. who suddenly shows up and starts telling Bran about his dreams. Uh, he, he's also from an episode of Doctor Who, which also happened to be the same episode that Viserys, the guy who played Viserys, Daenerys' brother, you know, who got killed by uh-huh. Paul Drogo, uh, they both, their, their one episode of Doctor Who was the same episode, and actually those two characters antagonized each other in that one episode. Nice. So, uh, blah, blah, blah. so I know, you were talking about your stuff this week, I don't want to detract it with Doctor Who. Or, oh, with, uh, with Thrones, I watched The Awakening, well this is the part of the podcast we talked about, we watched. <laughs> That was organic. That was an organic transition. I have not caught up. I have not caught up on this week's Doctor Who. This week was a ghost story. Yeah. Oh, we can't talk about it because I watched it because I thought we could talk about it today. Especially Maxwell Motley, she was all up on this episode. Yeah. We we, did you enjoy it? You could talk about it obliquely. There's the best moment. The best moment of uh, Doctor Who this week is a moment where the uh, the the TARDIS pisses off Clara and Clara makes face. (laughs) Oh, that was my favorite moment. Yeah. Yeah. This this season of Doctor Who has been serviceable. I think like it's been like it has not been bad or good. It's, it's just been Doctor Who. Who. It's a long yeah. run. Yeah. Doctor Who has its ups and downs yeah. by season by this episode. Is, but this but has just been a flat line Doctor of Doctor Who. Who, which I'm not necessarily objecting to. I mean, I'm like I kind of know what I'm getting into, which I appreciate. And I do like. Claire. I saw Bobby Roberts on on Twitter today. He was really insinuating that it sounds like there might be a rumor coming out that it may. Uh, Matt Smith may really be leaving when the 50th anniversary special happens later It'd be a shame year. if they don't end the 50th anniversary with the Doctor changing. Yeah, because I mean, it's the 50th that's... anniversary. Yeah, and how long is Matt Smith going to be around? I, he's made overtures in the past where he suggested yes. he might leave, so why yeah. not shoot him in the face and have a new guy brought in? <laughs> who would you want to be the new Doctor? We've probably already talked about it. We this. have. Who would Should I... be Dominic West? Uh, it should be a woman. Oh yeah, well that's that's a given. You know, but then well, aside, assuming sake. you can't get Helen Mirren, which is the the first choice everyone makes. For Jillian the Anderson, there you go. Then no fanboy can be upset. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't yeah, know who I don't would know. I possibly Doctor I guess, Who. I'm assuming you know who would be. actually like to be Doctor Who, yeah. and she would never do it, and no one would like it, but I'd really dig it. Would be Gemma Arterton. Gemma Arterton would be a great Doctor Who. She's so good at being a, a pesty little shit. Like, basically, Gemma Arterton... She'd be like if Amy Pond were the Doctor. No, I would basically want her to be playing her character from uh, Tamara Drew, where yeah. she is... Uh, uh, she's just kind of a, a, a young shit. 
Diana Rigg showed up on Game of Thrones this season. She plays what's her butt's the grandma. Uh, right? the, yeah, she's uh, the elf, House of elf Flowers. titty chick. She's the that the, lady has the weirdest face. <laughs> what Diana Rigg? Not Diana Rigg, but her do- whatever. Her, <laughs> her do- yeah, the granddaughter. What's her face? Yeah, yeah, the, one the, pr- the queen who's married to Renly. Yeah, so like she has an intense face. She looks like she's a character designed by Arthur Rackham. It's, it's kind of a, she has she's an attractive face, but she looks like a yeah. character that was drawn. See, like that's a why I like I like her that's for great, that reason. And she's great in that role because she's all she's like, so good. Mm-hmm. Well, I was really excited about Diana Rigg showing up and playing that part because the whole point of the, those women is that they're conniving ladies. She's already like the old. She's already who, who's uh, Harry Potter who hangs out in Downton Abbey. <laughs> she's essentially Smith. that character. Yeah. 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 Um, yep. It, yep. It was what the hell. No, how do you not have Maggie Smith as the doctor? If you have anyone, oh, be, if you have to choose an older, you know person, what? That would be crazy. She'd have to be just a wheelchair all the time. She so wouldn't even get out of the TARDIS. She'd just be in a chair by the TARDIS console, just yelling at people through the TARDIS door. It's all your roll down window on the TARDIS, but it's like a, it's not. There's not a button. It's a manual. She yeah, just like, parades people. You're the one squeak, 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 squeak. Exactly. And she just kind of like has a pithy remark and flies away. And every episode of Doctor Who now is only a minute and a half long. <laughs> Oh my god! But yeah, no, I don't know enough British. Uh, I British know people exactly. To, yeah, to yeah. make this to make this observation. Oh but I would man. watch Jim Arterton as Doctor. Yeah, Who. they do have one cute chick shows up in this new episode of Doctor Who. She looks like Anne Frank from Anne Frank Conquers the Moon Nazis. Yeah, I'm like, oh my god! If I ever direct an Anne Frank Conquers the Moon Nazis, you if you watch the episode, you know there's actually only one lady in the whole episode that's not Clara, and that, that, that's pretty much her. She's yeah. very cute though. That's adorable. Yeah. No, the new episode takes place in the 1970s, and they actually did a great job with like 1970s like costume design. Oh, Everyone looks appropriately is yeah. is dressed in appropriately garish. 1970s nice. stuff but yeah you'll you'll see it it's it's another episode of doctor it's neither here or there the other movie i saw this week was my wife took me on a date last night we went to go see oblivion oh no oblivion. i keep on hearing everyone say it's not a bad movie it's, it's just not. a rip off of half a dozen other movies yeah is it moon because it seems like it's about clones who are like like watch on a watchtower on earth right it's it's moonish. yeah i'll say that yeah, it, it's pretty. I mean, I felt kind of dumb that I didn't see the big plot twist. I heard there the two plot, plot twists, twist, though. The prota- Well, you could, yeah, you could say that. But the clones, the, clones and what the else? The antagonist plot twist. I felt really dumb that oh, I did yeah? not see that coming. I felt so dumb. My wife is in here going, "Really? You didn't? You didn't figure that out? Pretty much immediately as soon as this." Figure showed up. To, I'm like, shut up, fool. There's the only reason, six people in the movie. Is well, the bad that was guy, the thing. Olga. We went to go. Olga. We went to go see it because there were six people in this movie. One of them. And one of them is Zoe Bell. She actually is named. Like when they do the casting of this movie, it's like Tom Cruise. What's her butt? Other yeah, what's her butt? People, yeah. uh, Jamie from Game of Thrones, Morgan Freeman, and Zoe Bell. And I'm like, dude. Well, I'm assuming Morgan Freeman's the bad guy there. Right? No. 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 And I'm like, there are only this many named people in this movie. And so he falls on this list. So we gotta go see this fucking movie. And my wife and I as were walking into it. We knew we knew beforehand because Zoe Bell had mentioned it that pretty much all of her dialogue got cut for the movie. Yeah. She's present. It's 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 a uh, fucking Django all over again. Where it's like, who is that striking woman who obviously <laughs> had some sort of role in this movie? Though they actually. It's almost like she's a stunt lady who who sometimes you shut acts, your mouth. But... You shut your mouth. No. Uh, but no, they did. They actually did a really good job of editing most of her part out. I did not feel the absence just, of it. I just hear about the like bad, though. She's like, ha! But I mean, they sent her out on press for this movie and stuff. Like, she's a part of it. It's kind of funny. It's like like, she didn't find out she doesn't have any lines until she was halfway through the press junket. Which is okay. I I brought a clip. She's like, wait, wait, I had a line. What? Fuck. But uh, no, she looks. She's awesome in it. She looks. Well, she's like a Mad Max person, right? She's not one of the people living up in Cloud City or whatever. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. But, uh, and, uh, Jamie Lannister is really solid. I think they're supposed to be siblings. Well, the whole movie we're trying, because she's, she's Jamie Lannister's right Zoe hand. Bell? Yeah. Oh, okay. I and, like, uh, and I'm like, so the whole time we're like, in the original plot, were they lovers or were they siblings? Could go either way. And with Jamie How Lannister, it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> but no, it was, it was fun. It was enjoyable. I don't regret going to see it. The design of it was she really like a nighttime great. screening? Because those are always so expensive. These well, days. We, went to, we went to, yeah. Says we went the guy who's going to spend $12 to go see Star see, Trek. Yeah, the reason why we're recording this on Wednesday night is that tomorrow night, Bill's going to go see Star Trek on the big screen. Not only Star Trek, but a, an episode that came out 20 years ago yeah. being projected on IMAX. I'm paying $12 for the honor. I can oh, just save that $12 because that's coming out on Blu ray on Tuesday. I could have bought the DVD, like half of the DVD, if I, I just saved my money. Anyway, Oblivion, I, I, it's, you know what? It's always enjoyable to go see a big sci-fi movie. Yeah. It is. And the effects were really great. And, you know, I, I don't, you know. Are the lizard people in it, uh, do they look as terrible as they do in the Oblivion home game for the Xbox 360? <laughs> I'm not going to answer that question. Yeah, but, uh, uh, no, it was really solid. The best part, though, was that She's before... Audible. Before the movie, they did have a trailer for the new Fast and Furious movie. You gonna go see it? Which, oh did yeah, you, they have you know a... why? Because there's a fight, this whole trailer, there's like maybe a four second span that's just a fight between Michelle Rodriguez and Gina Carano. Oh really? Beating the shit out of each other. And then licking the blood off I'm each other's gonna go, faces. Uh, it could just oh, be them wow. beating the shit out of each other. I will pay $7 just to go see that. Did you see that uh, today's Amazon gold box deal is the first five, uh, uh, Fast and Furious Fast movies. Fast and Furious movies? Yeah, for like like 40 bucks. I was almost tempted because <laughs> these movies seen... are so ridiculous. They're so bad. I've only seen like the first two. Yeah, I had never seen any of them. I just went to go see the first one because it has Michelle Rodriguez in it and she's my girlfriend. And uh, I was talking to fully seen all of them or at least most of them. And I was like, well, we're going to go see the new Fast and Furious. I actually <laughs> said this out loud. Do we have to watch all the movies so I'm caught up on the canon? Well, the funny thing is I think it's the third movie like takes place like like six or seven years after the first one, yeah. But there's shit that like happens in that 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 third movie, which fucks up characters that appear in all the other movies. So all the other peer, all the movies that aren't the third movie are all ramping up to the events that happen in the third movie. Hmm. So there's a character who dies in the third movie who is still in all these other movies just because they haven't gotten up to that story point. Which supposedly it's either the movie coming out this this summer or the one coming out next summer because I think they filmed these last yeah. two back to back. It sounds like it'll finally catch up to the third movie. It's amazing. You know, and there's, so there is actually like a continuity yeah. between all the films. It's not whatever continuity This there one is has Michelle Rodriguez and The Rock and Gina Carano. And I can't yeah, say no to that combination of people. The Rock had emergency hernia surgery. <gasps> no. And he was in the hospital and someone took his picture and he's got a Superman shirt on, but he's got like his little surgical like little nightcap on. He's, he's making a big face. Oh, The Rock. But he's in his hospital bed. Yeah. Oh, the he's rock. got sweet looks like he just ripped someone's head off because he's yeah. got all the big muscles. Yeah, he's a beast. It looks like he was photoshopped into a sick bed. I yeah. Him. Oh, the rock. I, rock, honey, I know you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> Hope you feel better, Dwayne. Dwayne, I watched that terrible movie. What was it called? The Tooth Fairy. <laughs> I watched it only because you Aww. were in it playing the guitar and singing Elvis songs and my wife and I swooned. Did you ever see the Scorpion we swooned. King? Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I actually kind of <laughs> like the Scorpion King because it's such balls to the wall dumbass movie. Any movie that has The Rock beating up on people while bitching guitar whales, <laughs> like screaming. It's a out. movie that should have been made in like oh, 1978. This is the most actually my favorite thing about Oblivion was actually the score. Mm-hmm. Um, the the score of Oblivion is the score to the Mass Effect movie. Oh really? I think. Don't get me think wrong it's here. The same people. Well, I think the well, guys the who did guy. who did the song for the end of Mass Effect One, 
uh, I think, is the guy who did the, the music for this. Like the rap song, like Call yes, of Duty, Bill. right? That's it. Yo, my name no, is Garrus. No, actually a really good song that plays in the credits of Mass Effect 1, and I really liked it, and it means a lot to me. Well, it's, it's, it's mouth. the guy who did Oblivion. Isn't it the same guy who directed Tron? Yeah, Tron Legacy. Which he got, the, he got Daft Punk to do the soundtrack for that, yeah. so it makes sense he would find someone else. It's a really dude. good score. Like, yeah. I just really it's better than Tron, the movie? Yeah. Okay. Well, Tron was int- was visually stimulating, but unwatchable. This movie was visually stimulating and somewhat watchable. <laughs> so, statistically speaking, his Sounds next like movie is going to be confident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, enjoy- I got to look at Zoe, though. That's fine. I got the money's worth. But, uh, no, this was enjoyable. When it's three bucks and you can go watch it and drink a beer, do so. It's it's worth that much. I'll be on video in a month and a half anyway. Yeah. <laughs> the most the most impossible part of the... You knew it was science fiction because um, you had to believe that two women would be that attracted to Tom Cruise, though. Wait, who is the other lady? Not Zoe Bell. There, no, there's it's Olga. Olga. What's her name from uh, yeah, the who, second James Bond movie? Yeah, and then there's um this sweet British lady. Oh, okay. And they're both she mad not, honking she on. She's she's very striking. Oh. She's very. She reminded me of um Sydney McElroy for whatever reason. I don't know why. That's interesting. You should email Sydney Sydney McElroy. Hey, this attractive that, that, British that, that. woman. I don't know why. Is she a doctor? Um, no. Does she get the dish? What's that dish? <laughs> Give me that dish. So, Bill, Annie, what is that dish? Bill, what what else you got going on this week? Mad Men is just more Mad Men. <laughs> There's nothing to say. Don Draper's a dick. Everyone's a dick. The closer that show gets to the 70s, because it's like in the late 60s now, yeah. that show just feels nastier and grimier. Oh, yeah? This show is still, I mean, everyone in Mad Men's a dick. Yeah. But now that everyone's wearing uglier clothes, <laughs> it's it just seems even more like, mm, at yeah. least... With, like, kind of the mid-60s, mid early to mid-60s stuff, there was kind of a little bit of late-50s kind of chic style to yeah. everything. Now it's just everyone's, like, looking like our parents when they were younger. It's just kind yeah. of like, meh. It's wigging you out. Don't want that. Do not. Um, Matt, Matt, I can't even think of what, what the hell else happened on Mad Men. Some kind of crazy shit with, yeah. with Joan. Yeah. You gotta watch that shit someday. It's good. Nope. Female characters are great. Oh! But Peggy! Oh my god, Peggy, you know who's who's who yeah. she's 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 yeah. the main main female character. Yeah. She gets she she fucks up and fucks up her relationship with Stan, who's this uh artist guy who used to work at the same uh business as she does. Now he grew a big beard and she fucked him over and now he mad at her. It makes me sad. There's no way to articulate the situation that makes sense. <laughs> but he looks funny because he wears buckskins now. <laughs> you would like this guy. Stan's the great because he's like six feet tall, super muscular, but now he's got a big caveman beard. Yeah, so and he looks big... like he looks like Howard Pyle in the opening of Seven Brides or Seven That's Brothers. Exactly. Yeah, you should like you should Andy, when you go home tonight, just Google Stan Mad Men. Yeah. Beard. I think you'll be very happy. Let's put it that way. That's Mad Men this week. Yeah. What else? Yeah, yeah, I talked about Doctor Who. And I'm trying to catch up the Game of Thrones, even though I'm a couple episodes behind. The other thing that happened this week was I was really, really excited. Um, dear, dear friend of mine, Steve Wolford and his wife were visiting this last weekend yeah, in Portland. And they swung by and they're really into board games, like super into board games. And they brought a board game. I have not played any sort of board game since puberty. My family and I would always really play board games, and my sister would, would play board games with me, and my sister loved board games, but I drummed the love of board games out of her because I hated losing so much, I would cheat. Yeah, because we so better to And I would What cheat. kind of board games would you guys play? I don't know. Oh, back in the day? Like, yeah. you know, like... Like Don't Break the Ice, or... Clue, Monopoly... Oh, real board games, not just like... Yeah, like yeah. that sort of shit. 
So, uh, like classic family stuff, sort of stuff, exactly. So anyway, they swung by and they uh, they bought a board game uh, with our friend Vera Brosgall, and uh, they brought Cosmic Encounters. Have you ever played Cosmic no, Encounters? Never heard of this. They brought it because Did it's they a good... bring it with them from home because I know they were yes. looking for a place to go buy games. You know too. why I knew because they laminate their cards. So they don't get all torn That's up. That's how you know you're pro. Yeah. This is their devotion to this game. And they had all their expansion packs for it. it a Cosmic Encounters is a really cute I game. I like that's what they bring with them instead of a child. <laughs> they brought Cosmic Encounters. It's a really Encounters. cute game. It's a game where each Aww. player is a different race. And uh, you have your five planets and uh, your ships on your planets. And then you try to land colonies on the other players' planets. And you can do this through either attacking or through diplomacy. Oh, that's cool. And it's actually a very cute little game. And, uh, you know, so you can team up and win with somebody. They pull their punches. Uh, well, Les- poor Leslie was sick, so she Aww. was not, but even then, she was still an intimidating and fearsome <laughs> figure. Not even when she's trying, she's like, eh. She was still, she still almost thrashed us I all. Sh- she's so I'll funny. She's you. in it to win it. She's a deer. Is this the first it was time a lot you met Leslie? Oh, no, I met her at Emily and Kate's wedding. Oh, okay. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. She's solid. Yeah. yeah, Steve has been one of my favorite people for a long, long time, and I only got to meet his wife last year. She is Steve a lovely person. Oh, man. They are. They're, they're a couple you're like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The world's okay. They, they are the same they, breed. They're, 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 they they're, they're like, they really are just kind of made for each other. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, it was a lot of fun. It was really enjoyable. Cosmic Counters. I may actually go buy it. I enjoyed it so much. Yeah. So, so who won? Uh, actually, me and Steve. Oh, yeah. there's teams. I thought it was every man Well, no. Himself. Well, it's the first. Theoretically, everyone can, but one person Did can you have win. to go up to him like, Steve, you got to explain this into me in Mass Effect terms. Can I be a sorry? My wife did pull out our Mass Effect action figure. She's like, I'm a Turian. <laughs> No, but uh, the uh, uh, you can. We were almost all of us were at four colonies apiece, and then Steve and I, and our last last round, we we did some diplomacy, and we allowed each other to land a colony on each other's planets, so we'd both win. <laughs> Steve apparently compromised his gameplay style because normally he does not believe in compromise. He always wants to win and win alone. So I feel I feel really special that he. Oh. Uh, he compromised himself in that regard. Yeah, Cosmic Cat is a really solid game. Did you uh, play Knife and Dunwall DLC for Dishonored? I started to play it. So here's my thing with Dishonored. You, I'm sure we talked about. This I ran into the same problem you did. It's okay. <laughs> well, when I start, when we, when I first got Dishonored, I hated it. I really hated it. I oh, don't yeah? like first person games. I really don't. I feel really paranoid in general, much less in a game where it's, it's about stealth yeah. and where you actually and do just have to worry. stabbing the shit out of people. And you really do have to worry about people behind you or people to the right or left of you. And my sound isn't so hot in my house, so that's not giving me any clues or mm-hmm. anything like that. So uh, I loved Dishonored eventually. Eventually Dishonored became a game I loved very, very much, but only once it became super, super powerful. And I figured it all out and I got the swing of it. Well, Knife of Dunwall, I have lost all of my you, Dishonored yeah. skills and I started playing it for, and I got through about the first 10 minutes and I realized I was so stressed out that I wasn't actually having fun and I stopped playing. Yeah. That is not the game's fault. That is just the way. But they do throw you back in the world without any of the fun skills. Also, like, if you haven't played the game in six months, like you That's have because is. the game came with, you also just don't know how, you forget how to play. I how to play. Because That's there's a lot, of, it's not just like a first person shooter where you're just walking shoot that guy, but there's, you, there's different powers, there's blank, it's all about strategy. Here. Yeah, exactly. It's a great trying to remember game. how. Uh, guards are alerted and how this system works. And yeah. yeah, it's 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 really 
And there's not really much of a tutorial, or you're kind of just thrown back into the water. They do enough. I'll, I'll put a it this way: they, I think they, they do. They do it, just but... as much a tutorial as they did in Dishonored yeah, proper. Well, the other, yeah. But the difference is, is that over Dis- the game, the game Dishonored, the primary game, that's over the course of like what 12, 15 hours. Yeah. Whereas um, uh, Knife of Dunwall, I've read, is three missions, and each mission takes you about an hour to two hours. Okay. So you know, yeah. and so you have pretty much all of your abilities. I'm still working my way through the first your mission. First mission. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I the way I played Dishonored towards the end was I was super super stealthy. I liked to um, maneuver my way through an environment first to familiarize myself yeah. with it, and then go back and take out all the guards and hide them all somewhere. Yeah. And that was how I played the game. And I the first the very first level of Dishonored, you can do that, but not necessarily in a way that seems the most obvious route. Because yeah. usually in Dishonored, your your best bet is always to take the high ground and work your way down. And the way that first mission works is actually opposite. Your best bet is to take the low ground, work your way up. And that was so antithetical to the way I've been really? playing. Really? Because you can't, you, you can't get into the top of the slaughterhouse first and work your way down if you want to. Yeah, but it's hard to do it without being spotted. Yeah, and I was trying too. not to kill anybody yeah. or be spotted. So it was, just, it was just kind of funny. Did you get to the part where you have the option to electrocute a whale? No. That's a thing. I haven't oh, figured man. out how to do it yet, but they have presented me with that option. In fact, actually, when I play it a little bit later on tonight, I'm going to figure that out. But I do like... Um, uh, after a while, I got really bored of all the books you could find in the environment in Dishonored, but I mm-hmm. like this one, uh, at least in the first mission in the Knife of Dunwall DLC, you're essentially launching an attack against the slaughterhouse where they're mm-hmm. butchering whales. Yeah. And uh, there's actually some great books in there where they just talk about how the whole whaling process, which yeah. is kind of the heart of the whole world of Dishonored. Yeah. yeah. And so this is uh, this is actually kind of something else I'm like thinking back i'm kind of surprised this wasn't something that was in the main games and at least in terms of just world building what i think is really interesting is that i think this is a very smart type of dlc in that they choose uh something that is parallel to the events of the main game but a different perspective yeah i like that because in this you're playing the knife of dunwall you're playing dowd who is the assassin who kills the empress and and then therefore um uh starts the events of the first game and um during in dishonored it was kind of weird because you have your your characters you think are your antagonists, and then you have your actual antagonists, and then you find out about this other antagonist, Dowd. Yeah. And it, it was kind of, I don't want to say awkward, but it was not, it was it kind of, you know. It was, yeah. Long but but Dowd just kind of shows up long enough for you to kill him, and it was always kind of strange. So it was, it's nice to have, give him his moment. Yeah. And have him be a little more fleshed out. He's I also like by that... Michael Madsen, which oh, is, that's I didn't great. Yeah. That. I do like that he's got his crew of what are they called? The gas mask people. What do they call them? Something, something, yeah. I can't remember now. He's anyway, got a I lady like... who runs around. I was gonna say, yeah. I like the first one of those of his little assassin crew you meet is a woman. Well, you're not that. even told you're playing as the bad guy, but you he's you can tell he's not told totally evil, and even yeah. his his lady assistant, there's mm-hmm. a couple parts where it's just even this opening mission mission where she you can tell she's not just totally out. She's not just a psychopath just trying to kill people and blow shit up. She's 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 got some sympathy for for some some shit that's yeah. going on. So, so yeah, I I really enjoyed Dishonored, but yeah, yeah it's funny. I don't want to. I'm so stressed out and so anxious right now. I don't want to play games that make me anxious. But I like the idea. It seems like they give you the same tool set that you had as playing as who was the main guy Corvo in the Corvo. first in the in, in the main game. Uh, like this one, you have Blink, but they've changed it so... That's nice. Time stops when you're yeah. not moving yeah. while you've got Blink activated. Yeah. So you can really just, like, zip around. Yeah. Uh, you can't really do that when uh, with the default version of Blink, but it seems like once you get a chance to upgrade that. Yeah. And it's it's just, it's just a clever thing because it kind of... For people like me who want to be more methodical and thoughtful, it gives you an opportunity to do that, which I Is there really only really nice. three or four missions in the game? Yeah. That kind of sucks because you can only upgrade stuff. Yeah. No, you can upgrade stuff mid-mission. Yeah. 
but still, you know. And that, that's half the joy of Dishonored is upgrading yourself yeah, as much Yeah, becoming as more powerful and finding the ways that you enjoy Grant, they do powerful. throw a bunch of runes at you in the first mission, so if you find them all, you can yeah. at least upgrade one or two of your powers. I like, miss you the heart. Probably... Yeah. I really miss the heart. I know it was the sound effects it would make when you brought it out, but I missed... I, uh, genuinely, I just missed the heart and the commentary that it gave Although, I like they resisted the urge to give you something that was just like the heart. Oh, yeah. Despite the fact that the heart was such an iconic part yeah, of the it, main game. But it was such a thematically specific thing that yeah. I'm glad they did Which, cheat. if they do a Dishonored sequel, I don't know what they're going to do, because, like, the heart was so great. Yeah. But there's no... There can't really be a justification to bring the heart back or anything. Well, like the, the... the What's his name? The other has many powers, Bill. Who knows what else he will choose? I really like the other. I think he's a great... Like, even he's, he's kind of fucking with, uh... Yeah, I like that he's just kind of a lazy... Doubt. He's like, hey, he's a what are you lazy doing? god, and he yeah. just wants a show. I like that. I think that it's such an interesting way to handle a higher power in a game. He's <laughs> just like, I'm bored. Well, what which is the, like, do? from, from, like... It's like, very Grecian. You yeah. know, it's like ancient Greece. There's like, yeah, I don't know, how about a little plague? Let's see how that winds things Yeah, up. he's not giving grand speeches about how he's trying to destroy humanity or anything like that. He's, he's just, just observing. And just even the way the, the, the character actor plays him and everything. He is just yeah. like, he's just like a douche. He's essentially like a Q yeah. from Star Trek. It kind of shows him like, I like, I like that kind of character. I, I want to fuck shit up. Oh, Dishonored. That it? That's it. How was my week, dude? Yeah, that's actually for for two people who didn't do anything this week. That was actually a decent amount of talk. What what we got? What's going on between now and next week? Nothing. More Doctor Who. More Game of Thrones. You're gonna go to Stumptown and you'll talk about all the lovely Boy Howdy podcast listeners that you met. Inflated in the bathroom while no one was looking. (laughs) Awesome. Should I hand out free blowjob tickets? Uh, the tickets are free, but the blowjobs aren't. Um, the... God, what do I have going on this week? Fuck, I don't know. Yeah, you got nothing. You got going sl- you sleep. You can tell us sleep. all about your dreams. God, your I hope so. I hope so. My wife had a dream that she came home, and I was married to... Or I was in a relationship with Nathan Drake. <laughs> and she was like... And I'm like, oh, Foley, I want you to meet my new boyfriend, Nathan. And she was like, oh, okay. She was actually kind of cool with it. She's like, whatever, he's trouble. And I was like, wow, Foley, you're being remarkably cool about this. And she goes, no, that's so cool. My girlfriend's going to be here in a minute. And it was Chloe Frazier. <laughs> She's, and, and she said, and from the looks of both your and Drake's faces, I knew I won. I was like, way to go, Foley. But then you and uh, Ellie had a threesome. There we go. Well, no one was looking. Do you mean Elena? Who did I say? Ellie. Ellie. Boo. Well, from, wait, who, for Ellie from uh, Last of Us? That's <laughs> There you. we go. I don't want to have a lot She's only 19. Uh, that game comes out soon. That game does come out soon. That is another game that I'm not looking forward to playing just because I am so sad right now and stressed out. I fight fungus people. I don't want to play any games where I'm sad or stressed out. You know what I really Everyone's need right now? Be dead by the end I of the need game. a Rayman game. Why isn't that out? I need a new Katamari Damacy finish, game. Finish. I have the old Katamari Damacy game that came out for the 360 that yeah, you never touched. I know. It's all new to you. Yeah. But I mean, like, I need, I need something that's about fucking smiles, fucking fun, fucking rainbows. You want to the Wii? You can play Mario. No. Oi. Anyway. Borrow the 3DS. There's plenty of fun, do stupid shit to play on there. Well, the problem is, is that I want a fun narrative-based character <laughs> game. Know, exactly, This yeah. is where I'm fucked. We'll borrow Enslaved. There we go. Yeah, what is out right now that, like, is there anything in this whole generation that you haven't played that, that, you, that, that would be... Uh, boy, how do you, uh, listeners, if you can recommend any kind of, like, Xbox, like, what, it doesn't matter which console. I can, I have my, my Xbox. You have the Xbox and, and the PlayStation PS3. 3. Yeah, if you can recommend And my PlayStation of, Vita. <laughs> any kind of narrative-focused, light-hearted, fun games to play. Yeah. 
preferably not first person. <laughs> I can handle first person and there's not gonna be some dumb shit. No fucking boy of silence standing fucking behind me right when I fucking turn around. I'm trying to think. Like, you know, as soon as the podcast is gonna be over, I think a half a dozen different That was the thing about boy, uh, Bioshock Infinite, too. I was like, fuck. As soon as I finished the game. And that game wasn't even... Good, not, it was not as depressing as fucking Last of Us is gonna be. As soon as the game ended, I was like, I wanna smile. I just wanna go and smile at something. Man, I'm trying to think. Like, yeah. No. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> Alright friends, we're gonna take a little break and we're gonna come back for the Geek Week in review. Boom. I want pizza. P-I-C-Z-A. I want pizza. Hey! Are you ready to play? Now set down the pizza and bring some chicken. Throw it on top and make With cream pouring like waterfalls. Here's a little sauce to make it hot. Here's a lot of ice cream to hit the spot. Toss the fish, let it fly. Fly, fly, pizza pie. Pizza! Hello, Rebecca! After that musical, lovely Annie, musical interlude. Annie, Annie jumped the gun twice on us coming back recording. I never Annie's know. Tired. Bill she wants to get the hell out of here. Bill a really good job of abruptly starting things, yeah. and I don't know. I do like that you just assume, assume as soon as so I, I assume, start talking, we're just yeah, recording again. Yeah. Hey Even friends. though we really didn't take much of a break, all we did was stop the podcast and start it up again. It's not like we took a piss or anything. Friends, it's time to talk about some news. Yeah! Geeky news. What happened? Uh, you didn't add this on your notes, so I'm going to say it out loud. Uh, they made a big deal out of the fact that that fucking Beyond Two Souls game is going to be at the Tribeca Film Festival. Did you hear about this? What? I don't understand how and in what regard, but Beyond Two Souls, which is the new game by David Cage, the gentleman who brought us Quantic Dreams, is an official oh, submission don't be that guy's to the Tribeca ego. Film Festival. No. He made a big deal out of the fact, apparently he gave out to the gaming press this week. French accents. He gave the... out, well, it's it's Ellen Page and Willem Dafoe, who have pretty but good American accents. everyone else accents. they talk to is going to be like, hello true. there. They're We're gonna in Philadelphia. <laughs> They're, uh... They sent out to some gaming oh, journals no. the day after Earth Day blank scripts that were as many pages as all the pages of scripts that Beyond Two um, Souls has to just to show how much effort. Because there's 2,000 pages in the script. So they just sent a pile of 2,000 bound like a script with Beyond Two Souls on it. And then when you open it, it says your average film script is like 100 pages. But every game... The script is 2,000 Any game with voice acting, you could say that because... <sighs> yeah, I know. I know, Beyond Two Souls. David Cage. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. Isn't anyway. David, isn't this... Isn't David Cage the same guy who made Pitfall? And Boy, Boy and His Blob. No, I'm thinking David Crane. Yeah, he did... Because this guy did... Indigo Which is almost prophecy. as good as... Anyway, what oh, I wait, love... he did Indigo Prophecy? He did. Oh, I thought he just did Heavy Rain and that was it. I thought no. I thought it was like a golem created by Sony <laughs> that just kind of like crafted, no. like just came out of the ground. What I really... My favorite comment around all this was um, uh, the Fulbright crew who are making the excellent game Gone Home, which I hope you're all excited you? about. Well, he made this tweet where he's like, yeah, sure, so David Cage may be at Rebecca Film Fest, but uh, we should have gone home at a Riot Girl Festival, so bring it on, David oh, Cage. Yeah. 
which is adorable. Why would you brag about how many words of dialogue, like how long the script for your stupid he game He wants is? it, he just wants it to be acknowledged as More art. More script does like, make your game better. Yeah. I'm sure dialogue, uh, I'm sure you could argue. I was called a dialogue you, I played Heavy Rain. I would argue that less dialogue would make that I game know, better. I know, yeah. Wow. I, but having said that, I'm going to buy Beyond Two Souls. Are you kidding me? Because at the end of the day... Is the that dude... a download game? Is that a retail release? Oh, it's a retail release. It's one of the last... It's one of the swan songs What's the PS3. What's the game no, that... They haven't talked about it yet. <laughs> I, you know what? At the end of the day, dude is putting a lot so of effort how are they gonna show into narrative-based gameplay. So are they I'll just going to have a live demo of the game and that is going to be I don't know, how, man. how you show the game? I admit, Unless I pulled a mudger this week. I pretty much saw the headline and I didn't dig any deeper. So. Which, yeah, no, and for this news, that's justified, because fuck this guy. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, David Cage, you crazy weirdo, but I'm going to give him money, so I'm part of the problem. Oh, but I don't know, I would rather be, I would rather be part of the problem for masturbatory overwritten video games than masturbatory underwritten well, video games. Are they going to give the guy who made Braid, like, the Nobel Peace Prize now? Like, well... <laughs> Well, to be fair, it's just a Rebecca Film Festival. It's not like that is an the actual... Film Festival film! But it's, it's just, it's like, you know... <laughs> Let me go on. After 14 years, seven seasons, and one gore blacks of snoo snoo. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Bill. Futurama was canceled by Comedy Central this week. Not bad for a show that was already canceled 10 years ago by Fox. The last season begins on June 19th, with the last episode slated to air on September 4th. Yeah, I didn't realize it had been ten years since that show had been canceled. Yeah, man. I well, it took. I guess it's been. A, it took them a while to 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 to, to gear the whole show up back again. Yeah, because let's see, they did shows. the first quote unquote season was four mini movies that were yeah, each which is like two thousand five, two thousand six, and yeah. then they did another actual season. That well, that's I think the thing. I think the official episode count now is like one hundred sixty eight episodes, but yeah. like. 14 of those episodes are technically just the movies busted up into yeah. individual episodes. But yeah, oh, e- e- even the guys who were in charge of the show, even though they're just even admitting now, like there's no show could come back or it came back once, but they are yeah. treating like this. Like it is the end of the show. Yeah. There is, there is going to be another. Finale. I like how the, the article I read said, there's a chance of coming back in another network. I'm like, dudes, well, with the internet, with Kickstarter, the, who knows? Like, there's, there's always a menu. Kickstart animation. Like, like about? Futurama. But you use flash. <laughs> Quality Problem flash. Problem solved. What you do is you just take clips from old episodes oh, and just voice actually, <laughs> actually, they'd probably pull that off. Yeah. GameStop is now selling board and card games. Here's Bill's joke. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> insert joke about GameStop trying to get you to buy cards against humanity guide slash protection against scratch cards here. It doesn't work if you stop to read the joke before you actually read it out loud. You have to read it as all one continuous phrase, so it surprises even you. You have to pretend that you're at the Oscars and this is you're you're up on stage and you reading that joke on the teleprompter is the first time you're actually reading it for yourself. And so you project your joy and laughter out to All the right, audience. Bill, Bill, I'll do that on the next one. <laughs> Here's Bill's note. Pie Maker is the vanilla in the Guardians of Galaxy question mark the facts for these. Is what? Pie Maker is the vanilla oh. in Guardians of the Galaxy question mark. He wrote vanilla. <laughs> Here we go, Bill. The envelope, please. I was thinking about food too much. <laughs> Wait, uh, do you mean Lee Pace? Lee yeah. Pace is going to be the villain? Mm-hmm. It's not official, but it sounds like that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Well, he was in contention to be like, I don't know who any of the characters in Guardians of the Galaxy are, but he was in contention to be the leader. Now he may be the villain. Oh, because Chris Pratt is the leader of Guardians of the Galaxy. Is he playing the tree or the raccoon? Can you imagine? Neither. He's playing the human. Can you imagine having to choose between Lee Pace or Chris Pratt? Like, what kind of weird casting session that is? 
But that's very drastically you different kind you, of. Yo, you humor. didn't see The Hobbit because it's got Lee Pace as the Elfin King. Yeah, he plays um his uh uh uh. uh What's his fucking name? I walk on top of the snow. What's his name? Oh, Legolas. Legolas. He ta- plays Legolas's a dwarf racist dad. Yeah. He writes like a, All I a know moose. about that is Ginger Hayes on <laughs> Tumblr draws a picture of uh, him with Kanye glasses <laughs> and That's a red cup. That's all he does on a moose. He shows up for one scene on a moose and he does the Kanye kind of like look and then he walks away. That's it. That's his entire purpose in that film. Uh, Yeah, so Lee Pace is like getting a paycheck. Yeah, I love Lee Pace. Maybe they were blown away by his audition in the fall because he wears. I stopped not seeing the fall. The fall is really, really good and really not good. <laughs> For different reasons Are you at the same Tar time. Sam Tar- sometimes. Tar- Sam as a checkered cast. Like, makes movies that if you just put them on mute, you'll get yeah. the same nutritional value. Be, did, did he start off making music videos? Because that and seems to be like what his job should be. Yeah, yeah. not making narrative films, stuff. but just like. Well, the thing about The Fall that's kind of interesting about it is that when he was making The Fall, he was out filming all oh, these commercials. Oh, that's what it was, yeah. And whenever he'd be like, oh, I've got this beautiful location that I'm filming this Coke commercial at. I'm going to call my friends and we're going to film this movie. Fly out we're to Abu Dhabi. make it up <laughs> as we go along and the movie feels like it. But anyway, it's, The Fall is really worth watching just because it is one of the most visually extravagant movies I've seen in my entire life. They film it like, uh, I almost said Hava Nagila. <laughs> what? Jesus the Taj Mahal? No, what's the, what's the, the Hava Nagila? Oh my God, I'm a terrible the human being. Hole? What's the, the Sophia? The snake pit. The, so, the, um, Hava Sophia? Is that what it is? What? the hell are you talking it's about? This I have no culture! This beautiful church. How am I going to know this? This beautiful church that no one is allowed inside, much less to film a movie, and they filmed the whole fight scene inside Is it the St. Peter church that I'm was carved in the person. wall in you Raiders of the Lost Ark? You climbed on it in an Assassin's Creed. So, I'm a terrible human. I'm going to keep going. The creators of Mad Men are reportedly working on a pilot for a show about the NASA Apollo program. Joke about Christina Hendricks' nose cones. Annie, this is the part where you laugh. <laughs> <laughs> what I like is that there's no punctuation there. So that reads The creators of Mad Men are poorly working on a pile of food show about the NASA Paul program joke about Christine Hendricks nose codes and it's about we laugh. Ha ha ha. You laughed. The news has been disseminated. I win. It worked. Problem. That's all we know. Supposedly, Problem. it's a rumor that they're trying to make a show about NASA, which I'm assuming they're only doing that because now they have a warehouse full of 60s clothes and exactly. props they can't Maybe get rid well. of. <laughs> it only makes sense, really. It's financially sound. Would it be just Mad Men where it's people just cheating on their wives? Just but like, oh, honey, instead In of instead of instead of uh, my Heinz ketchup pitch tomorrow, I gotta put man <laughs> on the moon. I'm cheating on you with Mars. <laughs> fine oh god mad men i like mad men but this season's wearing on me anyway go ahead this week it was announced that did it actually go live this thing what uh pizza hut has a connect app for your xbox 360 quote larry herb dying inside it's so much easier to order pizza using your voice and motion subtext then picking up your fucking phone did you see how the app works where you like you like like, like you grab the ingredients and put them on the pizza oh my God. like here's a handful of sausages this is the weirdest dumbest decision the future is horrible this is real this is a real real piece of idiocracy technology yeah, yeah. well it's just funny because this this really this really exemplifies the difference between the playstation 
as a brand and the Xbox is a brand because PlayStation comes out like games, games, games. Xbox comes out like clearly you want to stop playing Call of Duty. It's Exit your program entirely. Yeah. Enter another app. Stand up and flail around to order a pizza. That's what I'm wondering with the next Xbox Live. If it's just going to be a service that does everything in, in its power to jump up and jump up in front of you and just distract you from the game you're playing. To hey, uh, throw your money at our marketing partners for this or this yeah. kind of thing. And it's bizarre, man. Oh man, it's weird. They're in it. They're they're the winners right now, and they're fucking it up. And they don't know it. Well, it's going to be. Yeah, it's 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 going to take everyone deciding to buy PlayStation Three instead of an yeah. Xbox for them. Realize so that, speaking yeah. of, I'm gonna skip down to a later note because it ties into this. The next Xbox three three six or Xbox whatever will be revealed at 10 a.m. on May 21st at Microsoft's Redmond campus, with the event being live streamed online via Xbox Live and on Spike TV. Sounds like a classier reveal than the 360 unveiling hosted on MTV by Frodo Baggins way back in the day. I watched that live on MTV. Yeah. Yeah. No, is they they had what's his face who plays Frodo Baggins. It was just a thing on MTV Elijah where he was, yeah, Elijah Wood, where he's like, hey, we're going to show you this next sexy evolution. It was like a half hour program. The first 25 minutes is everyone like, hey, don't you remember how awesome Halo is? Yeah. Well, we're going to be showing you the next Xbox and yeah. check your watch. 15 minutes. Yeah. And like the last 30 seconds of the show, like someone lifts a box and there's an Xbox 360 <laughs> and everyone's like, oh! What does it say that instead they're going to stream the press conference? Yeah, no. That's essentially yeah. what this is. It's crazy. <sighs> Xbox. Man, yeah. yeah. Man, fuck Microsoft. (laughs) They've they've got an uphill battle. If you asked me six months ago, I would be less pessimistic about this. But with the Microsoft creative director being a dick about all these online stuff and shit like this fucking pizza app, it's just like, Microsoft, they've got a lot of ground to to make up here, dude. I want pizza. P-I-Z-Z-A. Mars bars. fall like waterfalls. This is about our ability to just devolve into looting the internet videos. Wait, like did winners. you jump back to old news? Yes. Previous news? Okay, Mars well, bars yeah. will be making their shit smaller. Though, did you hear that they pitched this as not as a size reduction, but as a calorie reduction? No, no, that's what I said. Keep on reading. It. Fuck you and your quote unquote healthy candy bars, unquote. Mars is getting rid of their king size Snickers, but just replacing it with a resealable package containing two full size bars instead, which kind of defeats the point of all this, but whatever. I don't know, dude. King size candy bars are too fucking big. I go to the. <laughs> I've got a fucking stick. <laughs> I go to the. I'll go to Seven Eleven to get a snack, and I'll see just these waves of king size candy bars because that's what sells. And I'm like, this is too much candy, and then I don't get any candy. I'm on team smaller candy bar. Bill's gonna kill me. <laughs> Bill's like, who are you? I don't know who you are anymore. I have. To be fair, this is the man who made a quadruple stuffed <laughs> Oreo. <laughs> I. So you don't do what I do, and you go out and buy, like, four king-size Reese's Cups, which, oh, which is just four Reese's Cups in one package. Yeah. Fill a shoe with it, so you have, like, a thing to compact it, so it's like a like a, like, like a Reese's loaf. I only use a shoe because it's the only thing I have in the basement, because I can't use anything upstairs in the kitchen because it's too embarrassing, so I have to use one of my shoes in the basement. And so, yeah, you have, like, Reese's loaf, and you just cut Bill, yourself do off. You, do, you, do, you use it, do you use your loafers? That's why I said charge myself tumor. a penny from a penny loafers. But then yeah, <laughs> then I spend the day cutting myself Reese's shoe loaf while working on still when I drew this Bioshock Infinite thing that I'm selling at Stumptown this week, you can rest easy knowing that it was brought to you by Shoe Loaf. <laughs> <laughs> brought to you by Shoe Loaf. But yeah, no, yeah, they are knocking down the size of I guess it's their two ounce candy bar, which is that that's the normal size candy bar. Yeah, yeah they're, they're they're shrinking it just just a little bit so it, so each candy yeah. bar is only under 250 calories. Oh, 
Well, is that a lot? Yes. Well, the daily caloric intake of it's your 2, average human being is two thousand calories. So, so that's only, that's less than ten candy bars. <laughs> God, man, a diet of candy bars. Yeah. Is would that be bad? Yes. Why? Do you? It's got dairy. It's got milk chocolate. That's true. Your bones it's aren't going to shatter. Are you writing me a note? Bill, shut up. <laughs> that's right. Uh, Amanda Palmer's poem, quote, I want pizza, unquote. <laughs> I saw people... I just felt obligated to make mention of it, because then I want pizza. I, I, I did not... I, I saw people flipping out about Amanda Palmer online, but I don't know what happened. What happened? Tell me. She wrote a poem. It's like a poem. Who's the guy? Who's the who's the Boston Bomber guy who yeah. survived? Yeah. It was a poem to him. It was just... It's this huge, long poem about... You don't know how to tie your shoes. You don't know why you did it. You don't know the price of milk. It's just, there's no reason for this poem to exist. She just wrote this poem directed at this bomber guy. Just about, she's trying to make him seem more human. Which, I'm all for empathy for people. But the poem is, I'm not even upset about the idea of the poem where she's trying to humanize this guy who everyone wants dead now. But just, the, you have to read the poem. That's really what it boils down to. Aside from all the political stuff or the sociopolitical yeah. rage and stuff against her, you just, you're just amazed that the person who's married to Neil Gaiman, who is not necessarily the greatest writer in the world, but you know, he's written some fun stuff, he would marry somebody who would write such a terrible poem and put it <laughs> on her blog. Less than a week after all these people died at the hand of this guy she's writing the poem to. Yeah. But yeah, again, even aside from the politics of the situation, the poem is just, you're reading it going like, you put this out on per- it reads like like a seventeen year old's like live journal blog. Oh jeez, it's like that kind of like this lady just like is seriously like has the emotional development of somebody like like it's it's arrested development. It's like she never grew up hmm. past like being in like tenth grade. Well, I'm glad Kickstarter gave her like a billion dollars. Yeah, good. well, the, well, that's the thing. Everyone's extra. It seems like any excuse to get uh, angry at Amanda Palmer is always a yeah. big deal. But like, yeah. I read the poem. And I was sitting reading this. Like everything else aside, just the quality of the poem, just like. <laughs> Oh my Ooh. god! How can Neil Gaiman go to bed at night thinking, "Yeah, I married a smart person." No, she's, maybe she's got my soft titties, Bill. Oh, she must. She must have like <laughs> pillowy titties. Pillowy. She must have like the Pillows. rare kind of titties where it's the big titties, but they're like Girl. pillowy soft. They almost like float on. They're like G- zero G. Oh my god! I can't believe. Oh it. man, Regal Cinemas is a dick this week. Why? What happened? Well, did you hear the other thing they did? I think this is last week. I don't know. Do we talk about this? Where no. they laid off, they, they basically reduced hours of all their full-time oh, Oh, you know what? Actually, I meant to put that in the show notes last and week. And they yeah. knocked everybody in on a part town so they, time so they wouldn't have to pay for health care. Yeah. Oh, blame Obama. It was blame one of Obama. those things. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, oh, man. Which, granted, Which you know. Which are the, 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 the big theater chain in Portland is real. Yeah. It's yeah. hard to go to theater well, unless no, you go to McMinnon's. but now I'm not. No, I'm not going to fucking Regal anymore. That is it. I was well, like, well, no, Annie, my Star it. Trek tomorrow night. It's Regal. What do I do? Also, Regal. I have free passes to Regal because the screen <laughs> oh, I yeah. saw the Hobbit on was because you got fucked by Regal. There yeah. You go. Regal, AMC, and Cinemark theater chains are pushing back against Disney for upping their share of Iron Man three ticket sales. Sixty five percent of each ticket sold, rather than the usual fifty. That's Disney trying to get more ticket share. And yeah. so the aforementioned theater chains have stopped selling Iron Man three tickets altogether. So they've stopped pre selling tickets. Yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah, I'm assuming they'll still host screenings. Yeah. But yeah, it sounds like they're doing everything they can, everything they can to not like market the film, huh. which is funny because the movie comes out just in a couple weeks. Yeah, yeah, and it's like pretty much the only big summer blockbuster. This is well, it's going to be the first one. This is the first time I've ever heard of a, a major theater chain, especially multiple chains, actually standing up, up against a theater uh, a movie distributor saying, mm-hmm. "No, fuck you, we're not going to." Interesting. Well, it's funny because they're not saying we're not going to show your movie. We're just, just gonna, we're, not, we're, we're doing everything we can to keep sales. Yeah, we're not going to try to really entice people to be in the seats. Weird. Yeah, that's kind of strange. 
but it is kind of fucked up for Disney to suddenly be like, oh, this film's going to be a big hit, so we want extra profits. Yeah, it's kind of like Jesus Christ, Disney. Like you don't already have enough money. Like you're not going to make a thousand billion dollars off of Star Wars yeah. in a couple of years. I mean, like, don't don't make it so that movie theaters have to charge more to break even. Yeah, because because dear God, because I mean the truth that's is that's why they have to charge four dollars exactly. For like, like, like when I went to go see this movie at seven o'clock at night on uh, granted it was a Tuesday, yeah. but still seven o'clock at night, and I go to this movie theater with ten other people. And I'm like, that is why my movie ticket costs $7, and the popcorn that I chose not to buy was 8 mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. that's it right there. And I'm like, don't don't make it so they charge. Yeah, tickets make most of their money, or movie theaters make most of their money off of the concessions. That's why they're so expensive, why yeah. like, they push those things so hard. That's why they're so always so pissed off about the fact that if you try to sneak candy bars and shit in there. Yeah. After seven years and almost 154 million units sold, making it the second most popular gaming device (laughs) in history, just behind the PS2 at 155 million, Nintendo has halted manufacturing the entire DS line. Seems like as if Nintendo will continue to sell whatever's left on store store shelves, but stock will not be replenished. Fare thee well, stupid little system. How do they not manufacture one more million? Yeah! And just sell them for 10 cents a piece just to get over that PS2 line and say, we got the most popular system Because they can't afford to do that. I know, exactly, yeah. (laughs) Have you seen, like, like, a physical news came out for Nintendo where they lost, like, another, like, $40 billion this year? (sighs) Two years in a row they've had... they've operated at a loss uh all their sales numbers which they like i guess a couple months ago they realized the the wii u was not going to sell that well so they already dropped like i think they halved they dropped their projections yeah the projections for the year sales and they have that again like just this week and oh nintendo's rough but yeah but that's that's not really neither here nor there but yeah yeah, the ds that's just remarkable because that's like the best-selling not only the best-selling handheld, but like yeah, like you said, that's one of the that's best-selling of all time. Yeah, one hundred and fifty-four million. Well, this is also the thing that really kind of heralded Nintendo's second golden age with the, with true. the Wii and the DS. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Nintendo wouldn't have money to burn right now for one for the DS. Yeah. Did you ever own a DS? I can't remember. I had a hand-me-down DS. Yeah. Actually, it's Steve Wolford's hand-me-down DS. <laughs> Did you play it that much? A little bit. I remember the first time you ever came up here. Up to Portland to visit with Steve. Well, was it? Was Steve it was Stephen Heights or Stephen Heights? We went up to uh, Mount St. Helens. Though Steve Wolford was here. Yes, wasn't it Steve Wolford? That's what I thought. Well, I think maybe he was also visiting at the same time. I remember being. Well, I remember. I was. I remember taking photos of you to piss off Dylan. Yes. Because she kicked us out of the house. Yeah, because we us... stayed inside to play video games. Like we literally had a blanket over the windows. So we could and it was play beautiful Xbox. Portland summer. So just to oh, piss man. off Dylan, I took photos of you and Steve. Was it both Steves? Uh, me and Steve Wilford. With was your that back one. to Mount St. Helens, but still playing like Kirby Canvas Curse, <laughs> yeah. just to piss off Dylan, just say, so we went good. up here, but we still just played video games. So R- good. R- 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 R. But yeah, no, the DS was a good little system. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, DS. Fairly well. That's a shitload of great games. Yeah. yeah. Some of the best role-playing games in the last 10 years all came out on, on the DS, like a, mm. uh, The World Ends With You and Dragon Quest V. And, mm-hmm. I mean, granted, that's a remake, but yeah, it's a good little system. Oh, Not that you mess, man. And then, uh, that's gonna be the last big gaming handheld. Yeah, that 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 kind of that also heralded the pinnacle of gaming handheld, you know, dedicated handheld stuff. Yeah, yeah. came out right before the iPhone came out. And, yeah, man. oh man, that's a good point. Yeah, fascinating conversation. <laughs> Last news of the week, Vanillaware artist, oh, this is not correct, actually, but I'll read it anyway. Vanillaware artist called Ben Couture gay for not digging the ridiculous hey, designs for the female character in Dragon's Crown. No, what happened was uh, Kotaku had an article that basically said... That, oh, wait, I thought it was, I thought it was Ben Well, Ben Couture. Couture then wrote about the fallout. Oh, okay. You didn't read that article was at all. Jason Schreier? Yeah, Jason oh, Schreier wrote an article okay. on Kotaku basically saying, we can together. do better. 
yeah. than this. Because the protagonist of Dragon's Crown is this big titty lady. And so the one of the artists of Nellaware uh, posted to Facebook. He said, oh, well, if you didn't like this picture, perhaps this is more to your liking. Which also the guy. And it was three burly elves <laughs> implying that he was, if you don't like looking oh at giant God, tits, yeah. you're gay. And implying that that was. Also, bad. he's Japanese. And so the syntax it was very kind of like, ha ha, you are gay. It was kind of being like, make, it was like being made fun of by Borat a little bit. But yeah. So yeah, the big gaming news this week, guess what? Gaming is still sexist and fucked up and it's upsetting. Oh, the hardest part was reading all the conversations about this. I'm like, oh my Christ. Well, the vanilla guy, vanilla wear guy did come out and apologize. It was an awkward apology. It was like, it was sort of, it was like the most half-hearted apology. Well, I don't know if the news really reached him or what, because he just kind of came out and said like, it sounds like just later on that afternoon he was still like, oh, I'm sorry. It was kind of a non-apology. Yeah. It was like one of those, if you were offended, I'm sorry sort well, of thing. Well, did you, you, you probably didn't get to see it because you were at work. Did you see Jen Frank's reaction to this? Yes, I did. Yeah, yeah. she changed her name to not just a pair of tits. Well, yeah. she had an interesting reaction where she was you know, obviously she was not a big fan of this character and stuff, but she was upset at Jason Trier. Was it Jason Trier or was it Ben Kuchero wrote a piece? Ben Kuchero wrote the article, the headline of his article was, um, like, if you don't like breasts, you must be gay. Oh, and which was not is, necessarily yeah. Ben Kuchero's thesis per se, but that, but she had gender, a reaction though. to that, you yeah. know? Well, she had an interesting point that, like, she gets upset at guys who are upset at any kind of depictions of big tits. Because she talks about, I guess she's got big tits, too. And so well, she was talking about, she had an interesting point where, yeah, she was like, well, let's not make this about, like, every every ma- every female character has to be flat-chested for us to respect them. It's not about the tits. It's more just about the general, just, like, the fantasy. It's And it's it's but, kind of about the conversation around the tits. And it's not yeah. it's not so much having tits, Bill. It's, like, having tits that are three-quarters out. Because that was what most offended me about that fucking illustration, yeah. was the fact that she has giant tits and they're maybe one-eighth covered. Did you see the Penny Arcade strip? Uh, briefly. Yeah. I was at work and I clicked away immediately. <laughs> or it's a dude with John Ballsack. Yeah. Oh my god. I couldn't believe that. I couldn't believe Tyco. Well, I could. What did he write? Tyco's I've tried to read it and it's, the, his writing is so dense. I'm like, he's saying something here and it's making people angry and I his can't whole, quite decipher it. His whole it. thesis was... Is he essentially saying deal with it? More, um, more. He said that they don't live in a world of reality. They live in a world of exaggeration. No, 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 no. The Vanillaware. Vanillaware's whole thing is that everything is super stylized, so just unclench. Yeah. He said the men are just as stylized. Though, man, nothing makes me more... I mean, the, the, the first response. There are two responses you usually get whenever you read any comments on this sort of thing. It's like, well, men are all shown as big, like, muscly, like, badass. Well, that's an empowering but fantasy exactly, with the females. It's the power fantasy naked. versus... Yeah. The, and then the, the comment that Jen Frank got lobbed that made my brain melt, too, and it made her brain melt was... Um, well, if you've got big tits, don't you love this celebration yeah. of your of your titfulness? <laughs> I'm just like, oh, Christ. Did Jen Frank changed her Twitter name to just a pair of tits. Yep. God bless her. But yeah, her. no, it's just like... Oh, oh video games. Oh. It's just the whole conversation that sprouted up around that was just so upsetting. Just like, Jesus Christ. And I, I like, Gabe's response. Of course, you know, of, of Gabe or Tycho, oh, the no, one you're going to get say. the more volatile Gabe response. Say. Gabe was basically like, everybody shut up. No, never. You should never Nichols. tell anyone not to do art. Anytime, it's basically turned immediately turned it into a censorship thing. It's like don't try to censor their art. The answer is never make less art. The answer is always make more art. Like wow, way to whiff right by the point. Go sailing by the point, five miles above the point. The thing my wife said oh, like a year ago, and I think about this every time Gabe opens his mouth mm-hmm. any way around females is she said, uh, "I really hope he has a daughter." 
He needs to have a daughter. I don't think so. He just says he has sons. Yeah, but someday, yeah. He needs he needs to whip out a child, a, a girl. I'm curious to see how that will te- will temper him because it tempered Tycho a little bit. Yeah. And at least change his perspective a little bit. I'm like, these, these bitches. Oh, that's not like the Penny Arcade. Penny Arcade guy should be. I mean, they have a Dude, voice. They are. They're huge voices for for gamers. At the same time, part of me just realized that there, there are a couple goobers too. I, I, oh yeah, I, 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 I like Gabe and Taiko just fine. Oh yeah, at the same I time, do I also too. just realized they never just, wanted to be. They're not pinnacles. I mean, they have a yeah. really, like, they have a really uh, popular webcomic, but. I mean, they have a lot of influence with people because they have a ton of fans. Of course, what yeah. they say. I'm not try- also just saying you should ignore what they're saying. Oh no! I mean, I do. I do like this. But like, that's why yeah, it's you upsetting don't put to these guys when... on an intellectual pedestal at the same time. Where it's like, what do you expect? I mean, that's it's they're you know they're, yeah. they're average guys. They very much so are. So you can't yeah. really expect them to be the fucking. Obama's I mean, you know what? The very least we can uh, say is at least they hired Ben Kachura. They were not elected Kachura. to the office. Let's put it that way. They did hire Ben Kachura to have an actually insightful article around it. Because Ben Kachura's response was, his article was kind of an interesting summation of the whole scenario in both sides. And it's pretty good. So, video games. Oh, video games. Ben Kachura. Are you trying to think of a rhyme? Desperately? The Scrooge McDuck <laughs> to their Louis Dewey and Huey. <laughs> Go always get. No! Ben Kachura! <laughs> I'm trying to think. Ben Kachera is the penny to their brain. <laughs> Penny's the one yeah. getting shit done. Whereas brain yeah. is getting in, in, in Dr. Claw's way, causing all kinds. He's fun to watch. He's a there good you guy. Go. You just don't want him driving. What's the name of that show? <laughs> Inspector Gadget. Inspector Gadget Mobile. <laughs> this is our dramatic ending. Xbox 360 or PlayStation 3 games that are narrative but still kind of fluffy and that fun to play. Won't make me want to die. Let me know. Or or Kirby? Mac games. I can oh, that's Mac right. Oh, piece. Have you do? I uh, tried to dual boat. I have not. Had, I've not had the money to dual boot. Okay. Yeah, but I'll do it eventually. That's right. Mac PC games. Oh. Anyway. But uh, I should actually finish those adventure games. Grumpy Turtle gave me that. Yeah. But anyway, uh, this is the Boy Hattie Podcast. We're at Boy Hattie Podcast on Twitter's boyhattiepodcast.com. You can use our contact page to holla. Uh, you can rate us on iTunes, maybe not based on this week's episode. Oh, uh, uh, this week uh, I was uh, looking at podcasts on my Apple TV, just random gaming podcasts. Yeah. Boy, how he showed up in the middle of it. Really? Like, in, like not appropriate, like just mixed in. And we were like between like the giant bomb pe- bomb cast and like the geek box or something like that. Really? Yeah, it was You're our icon. Just mixed. I was like, Howdy. Yeah. So it was. Yeah. Friends, thank you so much for listening to this garbage week after week. We love you. You're all wonderful. I think you guys are okay. You're pretty pretty magical. I don't know. Grumpy turtles, but I think you're great. I think you're really great. And you're wonderful. And I love you. And you can do anything you want to do. I believe in you. Actual mom, your cats are awesome. All right, friends. We'll be back next week. Bill will talk about all of you that he met at some town, and it'll be great. It's gonna be two people. <laughs> all right. So talk to y'all then.
next time, Gadget. Next time. Whoa!